0: Seattle Sports Station presents the KJ Wright Show.
1: The ball is intercepted. KJ Wright reaches up about 13 feet in the air.
0: Number 15. Now every Wednesday with Brock and Saul. Hey, I like that. Brought to you by Muscle Shoot Casino. Well, KJ Wright is in the building along with me and Brock. What's going on, KJ? Good morning to you. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. You Might can't t- hear us. I can't hear you. All right, hold on. I'll fix it. Justin's going to come fix that okay. for you. Hold on. Look at hold the eyes of Justin Barnes. Oh, looking like Jordan Brooks. I'm, I'm in a new seat today. that's, yeah. that's what's going on. Um, that's a good move, Justin. Right. Very quick. You got we me out go. there. Mike, check one, two, one, two. Morning, morning, morning,
2: morning, morning. Look at you down on the sidelines. We go down to KJ, right on the sidelines, <laughs> holding that mic, man. You had that mic wrapped around
0: you. Look oh, they you. gave
2: me so much crap. They for really that.
0: did. What was? <laughs> the, are you going to start doing that here with uh, with these mics as well?
3: No, I'm not. I'm not. But they was like, don't hold the mic like that, <laughs> like a rapper. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's my first time. Who said that to you? Either Mike Rob or Kate. I just remember oh, hearing it. Yeah, I mean, it, was I think it was Mike Yeah, It was Mike Rob. I'm going to guess didn't say
0: that. <laughs> I mean, I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I'm just going to go out on a limb no. and say that it wasn't Kate who said oh,
3: that. Oh, good, good. I'm a quick learner. Came back the second time and <laughs> knocked right. it out.
2: That's right. Just what, tell me once. What would you see on the, its different field level? You talked about how much fun you had up in the booth watching it. Your mind was working. But it's different working a game on the field. What do you see? I haven't found my flow yet. I haven't found my flow.
3: Do I watch the Jumbotron? Do I watch the guys? Do I listen to it? And so for this game, I was watching the Jumbotron. Yep. Talking to Jen Mullen, one of the best to ever do it. She says, I watched the actual game, and I listen to Steve Rabel talk mm. to, you know, to really put the put the pieces together. So I'm going to try to do that this week. I'm on the game all four quarters. I'm going to sideline to all four quarters okay. interviewing guys. And
2: Schleyerth so. is upstairs, which will be really fun for you. Yeah. Because you'll hear him. Jen's absolutely right. You got to listen to everything they're saying, but your eyes have to be on the action, and then mm-hmm. go to the jumbo if you want to see something on the replay. But you will gotta watch. Yeah, you're gonna enjoy Stink this weekend. Yeah. He's, he's he's his optics of the game and what he sees pretty fun. Mark, Mark's the legend. What did you see? What did I see? Yeah, what did you see from this team? Man,
3: let's talk about Drew real quick. Okay, you wanna start with Drew? I like this dude. I I love Gino. <laughs> I like I like Drew Locke, and um, we just look at just the way that he's poised back there. He knows he's a second-string quarterback, but you when you look at him, he's like, I could be a guy. I can have the same Geno story. I could be like a Miss Trubisky. I could be mm-hmm. like a guy that's backed up a year or two and go out there and get a pretty decent payday. And so like, watching him, the dimes that he was dropping, the way he was poised back there, he could take off
2: run a little bit. He looked like he was a guy that could play in the NFL. He and Geno have a great relationship. You can't fake that funk. I mean, Drew, this offseason, could have signed a similar deal elsewhere, but he wanted to be back here uh, because he, A, loves this place a lot, Mm -hmm. as most of the players do, and B, and you heard it from Gino with us yesterday. You know, Salk asked him, like, hey, man, is it different? Like this being your team and like there's no QB competition yeah. and he had this, mis- what, what do you keep calling his little look at you? Mischievous? Misch- mischievous, yeah.
0: <laughs> mischievous, He yeah. did, man. We talked to Gino yesterday the whole time. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of smiling at me in this mischievous way. I was he like,
3: was. Oh, like I don't like you type of smile or I've been hearing what you've been
0: saying about me smiling. <laughs> well, I wondered if it was that. I mean, it's cer- that's certainly not like out of the realm of possibility. And by the way, if that's how he felt... I understand that. Yeah, I mean, I was not a believer at all. Certainly, until we saw him do what he did last year. No, it. I I said it to Justin earlier. You ever see the Princess Bride? No. With Julia Roberts? No. No. Sorry. No. Well, that's (laughs) definitely not with Julia Roberts. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) never
2: mind. Uh, It felt like a like a like a duel. I'm with you, KJ. He's seen every
0: movie and knows every song. The Princess Bride's totally random. No one's ever seen the Princess Bride. It felt like a duel a little bit, like Mm. he was waiting for some of the questions, and when he heard them, he kind of had a little smile, he's like, ching, 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 like a little little sword, he was ready to parry them all.
3: You know what that smile means? The smile means I want you to say you were wrong. I want you to say that I'm a phenomenal Ah. quarterback, I had a pretty payday, I want you to eat your words, Mike Salk.
0: You should Come be familiar on. with that. With people wanting me to say yeah. I was wrong? Salk wants people to say they were wrong to him <laughs> all
1: the time. he wanted that, all week.
0: I feel like I've said I was wrong a million uh, times about Gino. You, know, you want to say it to his face. Oh, I mean, no, but happening. I didn't say that he was bad to his face either. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I would be happy to say that to his face. Of course I would. Of course, we were all wrong. Yeah. Me, Brock, everyone in the world. KJ, I mean, everybody. You were right. KJ, KJ was Gino. a prophet. Okay, i sorry. KJ on that one. Oh, we, we were all wrong except KJ. KJ was right. KJ knew he was going to be a good year. Most people were wrong, and I'll certainly put myself in that category because based on what I had seen, not just back in the day with the Jets, but every time I was out of practice, Mm -hmm. every time I watched him in a preseason game, when he came in for Russ for short amounts of time, I wasn't that impressed. Last year was great.
2: Passon needs one week to answer this. KJ, you you won't. I'll set you up, and you're going to come up with an answer because I asked Passon yesterday. Jeff Passon joins us. Mm -hmm. I said, Jeff, who is a player in your time that you had a perception of And then when you actually spent time with him, the reality changed your opinion. Because for Salk and I yesterday, you see Gino, he's poised, right? Mm -hmm. We loved a lot of his, hey, I'm a thumb guy. You know, Um, I didn't write the haters back. We loved everything he did last year, he handled like a stud. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, he never was. I don't know, he le- it wasn't as if he let his guard down yesterday, but he was so charismatic. He, was, he struck me as very wise. Very wise. That was the word that kind of jumped his out His personality is now. starting
3: to show. Yes. 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 His confidence is showing.
2: Confidence is showing. Mm-hmm. All of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if you had a, an experience or two over your years where maybe a new teammate came in or you went to the different locker room or a player comes in and you think, gosh, I don't know about this dude. And then mm-hmm. you just spend some time with him and you're like, whoa. Yeah, perception and reality, very different. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, and that's the thing, like, when you just, especially when guys get
3: paid, especially when you get that pretty contract, like, you just get a sense of, I could breathe a little bit. Mm -hmm. I could be myself. I don't have to pretend or Mm -hmm. try to reach to please the fan base, please my coaches. I'm the guy. I have arrived, and I can have the little smirk on my face when I talk to a Mike Stock because, yeah. Maybe I, the I'm, smirk is from Brock.
0: Why does it have to be for me? He's looking dead in your eyes. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he, he was, was cool with me. He eyes. was. Yeah. Uh, it, somebody asked me earlier if he had any agenda in the interview, and I said, I don't think so. It, was, it didn't feel like some other quarterback interviews we've done but there was one thing I felt like he wanted to get across and here's a little of it
4: although no pressure honestly I really didn't um there's I don't even live my life I'm kind of cool with where I am in life whether it would have worked out or not I was always going to be cool with it and um you know the good thing about me is I don't place all my eggs in one basket so I'm I'm well rounded and I don't look at football as like the end-all be-all so um I was – there was no pressure. I just felt good about where I was at and was ready to go out and play.
0: I could be wrong, and I certainly am often, but it it felt like that was a point that he wanted to make of, hey, I'm more Mm -hmm. than just a quarterback. I'm more than just a football player. I'm a human with a whole bunch of different interests. Whether it is art, and he went to art school when he was a kid, or whatever else is going on in his life. Like, hey, if quarterbacking doesn't work out, I'll go do something else. Yeah,
3: yeah. All this stuff is cool. All this stuff is fine and dandy. But let's let's get to the nitty gritty. Yeah, you, we we just entrusted you with the next three years, right, Mister Geno Smith. We love you. you. Had a great year. We need that same performance plus more. Mm-hmm. That's with the charismatic, with the confidence. I don't I don't care about any of that. When it comes down to week one, when the L.A. Rams come into town and those next 17 games we have, I want to I see that same mm-hmm. pro bowling type performance. I want to see that same comeback player of the year. I want to see that same chip on your shoulder that you had. I want to see that grit. When you have all these weapons on this football team, and you to slice and dice these guys up like you did last year. It is that's, interesting. That's like, the
0: expectation. How do you feel about that sort of – maybe I was reading too much into it, but what I heard was this like, hey, I, I'm a person, not just a player. And I feel like I've sensed some of that from more modern athletes in the last few years Mm -hmm. than 5, 10, 15 years ago. And I, I was sort of thinking through it a little bit last night because on one hand, They're absolutely right. Of course, they're fully formed human beings. They're not just, (laughs) you know, athletes. They have more to them than that. On the other hand, I wouldn't have any idea who they were if it weren't for the fact that they go out and play sports for a Mm -hmm. living. And that's what it is we all watch and talk about them for. So as a guy Mm -hmm. who very recently retired, how do you kind of put those two parts together?
3: It's hard because we identify and people identify us as football players first. Let's just cut to the nitty-gritty. When people are oh, you have gotta play football. When you walk around campus, they they recognize that is a football player. When I go to when I go to safe well, look at your him, traps. I mean <laughs> that is a football player.
2: Look at the neck and traps like that guy.
3: <laughs> and and it, still and, and it sucks because I went from being a football player from Pop Warner Middle School all the way to thirty-two years old. Yep. And it's like you go through this identity thing like, yeah, I did this my whole life, but I can't. Put that helmet on. I'm not that same guy. I am a person. And it's like you try to fight that battle while you're playing, saying, I'm not just a ball player. I'm a human being, too. Because you know one day is coming. You know one day that you won't have the Seahawks logo on. You know that one day 80,000 people won't be screaming for you. So you try to prepare yourself now while you're playing. Like, that's another side to me. I do have other interests. But at the end of the day, right now, you're a ball player. You're a ball player. You're a ball player. That's, all, that's just how it is. That's how people see us. You can embrace that, embrace yeah. it. Yeah, but don't try to like try to. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a human
2: being too. We know that. KJ, I but got this a hard how we, this how question look for you. you next segment.
0: I got. It. I'm gonna give it to how you. How we already the break. done with a segment? Oh, we're done. Yeah, we, we need more time. Yeah. No, no, we no, already let's go. need more same, time. Same we still have 50 minutes. Stick around. We got so much more with KJ Wright, both the football player and the human. He'll stand <laughs> with us next. I'm Saul. I'm not a football player. <laughs>
1: This this is Brock and Salk, powered through the Alaska Airlines
0: studio, back in mornings from 6 to 10, on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. I get the privilege of sitting between two giants, K.J. Wright and Brock Heward, one to my right, one to my left, as it's the K.J. Wright show here on uh, the Brock and Salk show, and it's all on Seattle Sports on 710. It's complicated. You- We'll go through it another time. We'll, we'll explain how all of that works simultaneously. And
2: a power forward from Olive
0: Branch, Mississippi.
2: Six foot five. KK the elevator? Right. Yes. The elevator. That small forward from Wellup, Six foot five. Brock Hewitt. And hit point guard. Oh. Five foot eight yeah. from <laughs> all right. Massachusetts.
0: That's five foot eight. That's five ten. He's he's been he's been shorting me <laughs> height inches for as long as I've known him. It's obnoxious. I'm five foot ten. I went to the doctor two weeks ago. How dare you? Right. How dare you say well, something like that? We'll have Justin take a picture during break if you no, and in No, that's really unnecessary. I. I don't think we, we need go. to do that. No, we'll to I think, picture judge it. I think I'll just be behind you guys. Maybe that's the best way to do a picture oh, like Mario's that. Mario's in studio? No.
3: Oh, that's not Mario? No,
0: that's G. That's G. <laughs> I thought that was Mario Edwards. <laughs>
4: G Scott.
3: You can only see G's hat from where he's. At. I was like Mario Edwards coming in studio. <laughs> <laughs> Teasing. We got Mario Edwards coming in the. We do it. Segment.
0: Mario Edwards is going to join us in about Good fifteen tease. minutes. But that—that's G Scott, who f- for reasons unknown is just hanging out in the control room. Because He loves it. He loves I sports. Know. He just loves it.
2: Yeah. Uh, KJ, I asked you this during Bright. Gave you a couple minutes to think about it. Yeah. You've said this a few different times. Oh, Gino, you know and how he's got to manage all these assets and people around him. You've said about Clint Hurt a couple different times over the last season as well. Like, okay, how's Clint going to do this? Who's got more on their plate this season, Gino or Clint? Without
3: question, Clint Hurt. Without question, defensive coordinator Clint Hurt has so much on his plate. From a standpoint of, I have so much talent on this football on this football team. I got backups that should be starting. I got guys that's on contract years that are here trying to prove themselves. I got this run defense that I want to get fixed. I'm tired of the media talking about it. I need to get this fixed. He has so much to manage, and he has so many people to make happy on this football field. Mm-hmm. right? I just look at, for example, a Kobe Bryant. I just look at a guy that had a phenomenal rookie season that's getting, playing from nickel, going to safety. How can I get a Kobe Bryant on the football field? How can I get this guy on the football field? I have a first round pick who's been battling a hamstring, who I'm sure Jody Allen wants to see her number five overall pick on the football field. How do I get how do I play this young man? Mm. I have a run defense that was 30th in the league. How do I shut this noise up? Mm. I got Hall of Famer, Bobby Wagner, Devin Bush, Jordan Brooks, three guys. They're on contract years. How do I get these guys on the football field? talk to me, bro. Yes. Like he has so much to manage, like so many
0: So, so one thing I would think, and, and maybe I'm off on this having not played the game like you did, but one thing I hear a lot, certainly, about defensive players and especially pass rushers and defensive linemen is that rotation is good. That they, that getting yes. guys to play sixty percent of the snaps, they can go hundred percent of the hundred yes. percent on those snaps rather mm-hmm. than going sixty percent on hundred percent of the snaps. Mm-hmm. So is that could that be true elsewhere? Could it be true at linebacker? Could it be, or is that really just for defensive linemen it's, and DNs? It's only for those defensive
3: linemen and DNs. If yeah. you look at a cornerback saying, hey, we're going to rotate you, we're going to let this guy get about 20% of the plays, so We're going to look at you sideways like, what are you thinking? Who are you talking to? I'm not coming off this football field. So those it's,
0: guys go 100% on every play?
3: 100% every single play. I'm not coming off the football field. It's either me or it's him. Pick your poison. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? The rotating stuff. We saw the rotating stuff with Mike Jack and Trey Brown last mm-hmm. year. That's not ball. That's not ball. No no one wants to see that. We don't mm-hmm. want to see the rotating. We want the guys out there finding their groove, playing with them. I, I'm all in. I'm all in on you playing from the first play to the very last play. Players don't like the rotating stuff, from getting your groove to just gelling with your teammates. Imagine if I'm there at that linebacker. And I played with a Trey Brown last last series. Hey, Trey, Trey. Oh, oh no, it's Mike Jack. Like, No. You want to move and groove with your boys. You want to move and groove with Continuity. your guys. Up front, you could do that. We don't talk. We don't, you know, we hard, We get them guys lined up. Go do your thing. <laughs> but I, 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 got, I got to talk to a Bobby every play. I got to look at my backside. I see a Julian Love. I'm talking to you every single play. I know how you move. I know how you operate. I know how you think. That's what you want from your guys on the back end, and so can't it you can't be their rotation. Help me understand
2: distance. one thing, as you teased beautifully, by the way. Mario Edwards is going to be with us here in about ten minutes or so. Help me understand because you are part of it. I never could understand it. If if I said it once to Salk, I said it a hundred times. i mean, I don't get this base defense. I don't get base versus nickel. I don't get base versus 11. And Pete that year was just like, no, we're going to play base. We're going to play base. We're going to play base. And I just didn't understand that. Can you help me understand that? Because there may be a chance this year we see three base linebackers in Bush, Brooks, and Wagner.
3: Mm-hmm. The, the mindset of a coach, defensive coordinator and head coach is, I need the best 11 guys on the football field. Okay. Period. We saw in 2019 – It was myself, Bobby Wagner, and Michael Kendricks. We wanted those guys on the football field. It was base personnel, but we called it Buffalo because we was playing versus 11 personnel. Same same people on the football field. But when there's eleven personnel, we're gonna call it Buffalo to get your mind right for what's and for, to and for
0: people to just eleven personnel is three wide receivers, right? Yes, sir. Right. Yes, so sir. So people should know just that means one tight end, one running back, three wide receivers. Yes. And um and when you look at this
3: team, who are my best guys? Where's the strength of this football team? I would like to think they think it's nickel. Mm-hmm. And so we saw in game Might one. Might be dime. <laughs>
0: probably, Seriously, with all those probably guys probably you're talking dime. about, it
3: might be dime. And I made a joke in uh, production meetings. I said, Coach Hurt, I was joking around when I said you may try to go dime versus 12 personnel. I was joking around, but I was, I was pretty serious at the same time because you got so much talent. And so when you look at what they may do, 12 personnel, that's one running back, two tight ends. Mm-hmm. They, could, they could pass it out there. For the most part, you, may, you see some runs, but you want your best guys on the football field. And so it's a matter of who are my guys? Matching up. Who do I trust? What is the personnel that I'm going to roll with? Now, let's take it a step further. One of the greatest defensive minds of this generation, Bill Belichick, one of the best to ever do it. You never knew when you stepped on that football field what he was going to do. He could come out there and go Buffalo, base, nickel, dime. And
2: that's what the personnel was. I think going he to be. went goal line. I think he went goal line versus eleven personnel and that's Super do Bowl. That, no, it just came Can't help yesterday. It Sherman <laughs> Pete,
0: we're talking about it
2: yesterday. We're well, we gonna play that for KJ next segment? Yeah, we're for, yeah.
0: yeah we probably, probably should. Yeah. Right? And um, but stuff like that. Let's see. Pete seemed like he had a little agenda in there. By yes, the way, he, he, he had a little something he wanted to say to Sherman because yeah, he was that. kind
2: of tired of hearing everybody yeah. say how Bill outsmarted us. Yeah. Like no, we yeah. outsmarted Bill. We actually had the personnel. They were late Pete getting it in. That was Pete had a little something to say to Sherman there. Let's, yeah, I felt like that was very nice to each other. Yeah. They're they very nice.
0: They were, but I felt like there was something else going on, maybe, but like, kind of under the surface. Ooh. Yeah, maybe. That should I'll have talked about, about
4: it on the show. Fifteen minutes We're going to do now. it right
0: after we talk to, uh, to Mario Edwards. Text message from Matt in Oregon. <laughs> can you imagine what Sherm would have said if you told him you were going to rotate him out? I don't think you can say it on the air. I'm going to guess the that's probably... <laughs>
3: I think you try to try me with my backup. You try to
2: rotate me out of the game.
0: All right, I'm the best in the game. I just like it. No, and I'm not imitating Richard Sherman. These two guys do are. It, I please, have nothing. Please, no so. way. I give you ten dollars. I give $10? you ten dollars. <laughs> You're gonna take a lot more than that. Sheesh. <laughs> All right, we're gonna talk to. I'll, <laughs> I'm definitely not gonna do that. it <laughs> will <laughs> take a lot more than ten dollars. Mario Edwards will join us next as we continue on with KJ, and then we'll play that Pete and Richard Sherman sound together. Don't go anywhere. It's Brock and Sal, sale sports on seven ten.
1: You're listening to Brock and Salk,
0: powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio, On Seattle Sports, and the Seattle Sports app. Well, it's rare that we triple-team Seahawks players, but maybe that's the type of uh, attention Mario Edwards is going to get this year. Make plays, and they'll triple-team you. They'll start throwing a guard and a tackle, maybe a tight end or even a fullback at you. And we're going to throw Brock and KJ and me, all of Mario Edwards, for a few minutes here as we continue on CL Sports on 710. Mario, good morning. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. Mario,
4: Good morning, good morning. Thank you for having me. How's it going, man? Going good. How about yourself? Doing great. Doing great.
0: So I I think the thing we all want to know is why Seattle? I mean, you you wait a little later to sign your contract this year. Why? What what helped you come to Seattle?
4: Uh, It was a lot of familiar faces. Uh, Even with the player development with LeVar Campbell, who just came here. I played with Nico Thorpe, Darren Bates. Uh, The special team coach was my special team coach in Oakland. So it kind of felt like home. And then when I actually got here, I had a chance to meet with Pete. And got a chance to meet a couple of the players. It kind of sealed the deal.
2: You know, Mario, Pete Carroll has been abundantly clear through the years. There will be no hard knocks in my building. The cameras will <laughs> never be inside. I don't want to see and have people on the outside seeing what we're doing on the inside. As you, as Salk said, have been a few different places. You've seen the Seahawks from afar. Now that you're inside the walls, is the reality different than maybe what you perceived it to be?
4: Uh, Definitely. Uh, I mean, this is probably the most well put together team as far as the chemistry here the way the coaches respond to the players and players respond to the coaches and just all together that they work together with each other with all the other places that i've been this is probably the best one how so um i just like the way that they how pete treats his players he's a real players coach Um, i like the way that they practice here Um, we're kind of in and out when we practice but we're we're very efficient when we practice Um, we don't do all this long stuff we get in and out and we work hard but not only that just um he kind of lets the players take control uh he doesn't let the coaches really say too much it's really like a player-led team and the players kind of speak up for it the most time
0: most i got to imagine in all of your stops and you've been to a bunch of different cities that you've never had a single day of training camp practice with better weather than
4: yesterday <laughs> oh man no man i mean i was telling people the other day that uh in training camp man we were right here off the water and we had three bambies that were out here on the field the other day just eating grass and I said, man, where else would you want to be, man? Next to water, you got some good deer out here.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is bambi? Hey, Mario, tell me about those guys on the defensive line. You playing with uh, a first-year guy, Draymond Jones, Jaren Reed back in the building. You got Mafei out there making plays. What have you seen from those guys so far in camp?
4: Man, like you said, man, they all make plays. Uh, Mafei is going to be amazing, man. His speed getting off the edge, the way he works his hands, and he's so physical. And then with Dre, Dre is just, man, so shifty, man. Mm-hmm. Quick twitch, fast, getting off that ball. And then with Jay Reed, man, he get, he brings a little bit of everything, man. Mm-hmm. He can play that three. He can play that nose. He's going to bring you that hard mouth, nasty type of football. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of fun seeing those guys go out there and me being able to contribute with those guys as well.
3: And Coach Hurd keeps using the word aggressive. Coach, Coach Kerr keeps using the word aggressive. When you hear aggressive from those guys, what is that going to look like from a defensive standpoint?
4: Um, Man coming off the ball hard hands hitting people in the mouth playing fast physical to the echo of the whistle mm-hmm. that's kind of what we've been harping on uh running to the ball chasing the ball and you know knockback knockback and penetration is very important mm-hmm.
2: mario edwards here with us mario can you tell me about this uh this new pass rush specialist right we know clint hurt we know some of the, the other coaches by name but a new coach has come in and, and this a guy that's worked with a, a lot of pros over the years can you give us some background on him and what he's doing
4: uh, BT Jordan. I, I worked with BT when I was uh, with the Saints. Uh, so I worked with him for about two or three years. And, uh, man, he's doing great, man. He, he We have our time where we're going to go out there with him and he's going to work the pass rush. And he really emphasizes the turn of the hip. And we... Uh, really work it a lot of times people would tell you to go out there and pass rush but they don't teach you how to pass rush or the steps to pass rush or what to do when you get in a sticky situation he kind of breaks down each part of the pass rush
2: it struck me Mario watching you guys yesterday and I think he was one of the one of the fellas first of all do you guys, like, tip some of those dudes that have to take you guys on? Like, back in the day, they just used to put a pad up, right, and you hit the pad, and you tackle the pad. Now we got, like, real humans out there and some big boys that you guys are, like, running into and maneuvering and taking on. Like, I felt bad for them. Like, do you take care of those bodies?
4: Yeah, we do, but you'll be funny, man. They actually tell us to come on and hit, hit them as hard as we can, and we're like, you serious? They're like, yeah, we got a pad. That's what it's here for. So, yeah, hey.
3: And Mario, I like to get a little nerdy when it comes to pass rushing. Talking to Cliff and even watching Cliff Avery and Mike B. Just watching the art of pass rushing and the chemistry that you have to have with the man beside you, right? Walk me into like when you are rushing as a unit, how all four guys have to be on the same page.
4: Well, you know, all four is one. You know, if you if you have the middle push and you got to make sure you get the middle push. If the three technique guys is two way go, you have to make sure everything balanced. And even in practice the other day, you know. Uh, getting familiar with my players you know mm-hmm. me and jay reed looked, and he called me called my name and just gave me a head nod, and i knew with that head and mm-hmm. we had to run a game so just mm-hmm. getting familiar with your with your guys and to where you don't have to communicate you just look at him he looks at you and you guys are kind of on the same way well
2: hold on just a second because we just talked about continuity being important in linebacker and secondary but the big guys you need to keep rotating and and everybody's got to eat and everybody's got to play so how do you develop that kind of trust if you're rotating as much as y'all like to do as well
4: uh, it's all about communication you know even when we're in the meeting rooms you know if he if he's working with jay reed or he's working with Mafe and he's saying that he likes to run a stunt like this or like that well one sometime during the season we're going to be in there today so i take that note that okay if i'm working with dre and dre likes to work his text game like this. He likes to run his exit like this or vice versa when it's with Jay Reed or how it goes. So once you communicate and you kind of pick up what they like and how they like certain games and stunts and how they like to rush, you kind of figure out how you communicate with them.
3: All right, enough of this D-line talk. Let's talk about the best position group on the football field, them <laughs> linebackers. <laughs> hey, let's, let's talk about some linebackers. Tell me, man, just, I've obviously played with Bobby my entire career. What has it been like having Bobby Wagner in that building just from a physical standpoint what he brings to the table on the football field but also from a leadership standpoint and what he does in the locker room
4: man he, he leads by example he's going to always be the first person in last person out um, and man you know you you see it when you're watching film and you're not actually in the building but just man every play and team run or any other play he literally maybe takes a few steps and he knows exactly where mm-hmm. the ball is and it's almost like clockwork it's almost unbelievable so just to be able to be around a player like that and then he's able to get you a line or he may give you a, a call that puts you in a better position to make a play has just been amazing
3: mm-hmm. and you've been on a few teams is there any linebackers that you play with that's similar to him or up and young coming guy that you think would be the next bobby wagner
4: um, I would say the only type of person I play with that's probably in the same conversation that's that's good and, and makes plays a lot, I would say, is uh, Demario Davis. At, oh, that's uh, my Orleans. guy, Double D. Yeah, yep. Double D. D. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: These linebackers on this team, specifically the guys outside, I mean, there's some physical freaks out there. I mean, watch us be in a practice and seeing Boye run at his size seeing Daryl Taylor and the way he's built, seeing Derek Hall and his gigantic legs. W- w- which of those guys has sort of that f- most physical freakiness?
4: Um, Man, they, they're all uh, freaky in their own way. Uh, but I would say that during this camp, man, uh, Daryl, I mean, um, D. Hall's long arm has been very scary, mm-hmm. man. Just mm-hmm. being able to see how he lift those damn offensive linemen up off their feet and mm-hmm. put them on their butt. That's been very freakish to me. It's uh,
0: mm-hmm. what do you make of the shorts?
4: <laughs> I told him he gonna have to he gonna have to pull them down some for me, man. They're a little too short. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I think we're, I think we're all in agreement there. Hey Mario, you. last question for me, and I'm gonna
2: ask KJ this later and, and over the weeks ahead, because you've had the opportunity to play in de- different defensive schemes. What makes, in your mind, a great defensive coordinator?
4: Ooh. Um, I would say one that that listens to his players. Um, you know, we can all draw draw it up on X's and O's, but when you're out there and the bullets are flying, if you see something, you know, just being able to come back and communicate, and then actually being able to change it, versus someone being stuck in their own ways and saying running like this, running like that, just being able to communicate and work with your player. Mm. I like that answer.
0: Good stuff, man. This was fun. Thanks for doing this with us uh, this morning. I know you got a lot to do and uh, practice to get to today, and meetings and everything else. We won't take up any more of your time, but thanks for spending a few minutes with us, and uh, we'll talk again.
4: All right. Thank you for having me. Appreciate the
0: Mario. Yeah. All right, right there no problem. Go. There's Mario Edwards Jr., Seahawks defensive lineman, and uh, poor KJ. He can't talk D line for that long. It's just uh, at no. some point you got to move it along to the yes. linebackers. No. There's something about being a lot of places, though, and having that background and stickers from a lot of different organizations and well, coming here. growing up in it, too, right? His, right. Dad, his dad was an NFL player, mm-hmm. so he was around the locker rooms. I mm-hmm. think I heard him. Was it with Wyman and Bob that he told the story? It was like one day he found out that like not everyone's parent was in the NFL. <laughs> he was like, at school, and like, hey, what team does your dad play for? And they were like... Huh? What are, you, what are you talking about? Like, oh, doesn't your dad, does he play for the Bills? Does he play like, mm-hmm. yeah, not everybody's dad plays in the NFL, man. In yep. yep. what, five, five teams?
3: Yeah, so he's been Second around team, and, 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 and
0: certainly understands the way this league works, that's mm-hmm. for sure. But
2: Pete resonates, and that communication resonates, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing that just jumps out for the Julian Loves and the Marios and the new guys that have come in here that, that we listen to. I don't think they can believe. It's kind of not too dissimilar, Sulk, to Rojas yesterday. So the Mariners make a trade three weeks ago, bringing a couple new players from the Arizona Diamondbacks, and so they're thrust right into this playoff push, meeting all these new teammates mid-season. I mean, even beyond mid-season, KJ, and to hear Rojas say, "Gosh, this team is so loose, yeah, yet we work so hard, yeah." Which Schlereth said, like I don't even think these guys realize how hard they're working because the competition is so fun. Like he mm-hmm. just creates, and the culture there is one that just creates. Mm-hmm. The walls were shaking yesterday, KJ. Were they? <laughs> oh, they had a couple of days off, right? They they yeah. had Sunday off, Monday the players were off. So yesterday, like we do our show in the building, and during break I walk out and in the wall, and like the the, the cabinets are oh, like shaking that. because the music is just blasting in the team mm-hmm. room, mm-hmm. you know. And I think there's probably free throw competition or some other fun stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But how does Pete navigate that looseness <clears throat> with that? competition he just
3: has a fine balance of he knows when to let you go hard and they know when to pull the reins back oh guys i need you to give me everything you got we're going to put the pads on cleats on go out there music blasting but hey i need you to do this for two or three days and we're going to scale it back walk through tempo Put on the tennis shoes, put on your hat, but dial into the details, mm-hmm. dial into the focus. And so he just has this yin and yang to him, this up and down to him. Like he knows how to get the best out of guys. When I ask you to do something, I need you to do it. I'm we're gonna work our tails off. We're gonna go hard. Now scale it back. Let's tap let's into our minds a little bit. So he just has a real unique balance of I need to get the best out of these guys from a physical standpoint. But when we put on the shirts and tennis shoes, I you guys to tap into your mental as well.
0: I got to ask Maura's question because she's been right on this here for a couple of weeks. And I got to throw it at you specifically about the, the need for rookies in training camp. How important are these practices for specifically the rookies? Because mm. Morris said a few times, she gets nervous about the amount of time missed by these rookies right now.
4: Well, I said you could see it with
0: Rashad Penny having like a finger issue his rookie year. He kind of got off to a slower start. Like LJ mm-hmm. Collier had a f- an ankle injury. It just seems like Fetty even, even, an even a few weeks can set a guy back yeah. a lot his rookie season. LJ
3: took a shot at the Seahawks, by the way. Y'all see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Kind of. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was kind of a shot. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it was real. we really. We played it think Friday. That was a shot? G no. said it was shady. <laughs> I said it wasn't that shady. Like what's it's he a preseason to LJ. What is he supposed to say? Like oh, don't say anything. Don't incorrect. say anything about Seattle. Yeah, no, you don't say anything. They asked him how it was different. And he was like, hey, no, no disrespect, but those guys didn't know how to use me, and these guys are. Look, like, what is he supposed to say? I stunk there. And I stink now. I mean, like, what, what do you want the guy to say? <laughs> Come on, that's Th- not thank fair. Thank you,
3: Seahawks, for drafting me first
0: round. He I'm, did uh, say all that stuff. He did say all that. Okay, man. so
2: Devin's out. I can't believe I'm defending Jackson's. <laughs> oh, Jackson's now out. Uh, Mike Morris is now out. You go through the list. Timmy McIntosh is out. We'll uh, lose out. Like McIntosh bro, is out. That's six. Six of their guys. And, and
3: Mara, think about it. These guys are out in practice, right? You're missing reps. You're missing learning the scheme. You're missing developing the chemistry with your teammates. In what two weeks? Yep. Cooper Cup is coming into town, and in two weeks, Aaron Donald is coming. Matt Stafford is coming into town, and you want to get all of those that that stuff done in training camp. You don't want to do that week one of the regular season. And um, but they're going to have to step up. They're going to have to grow up at some point in time. But you don't
2: want to see that happen week one. You week, worried two, week, about three. Devin? Of all of those, Jackson's played. He's gotten a lot of work in. The others were going to be somewhat role players. Derek Hall's been available. Man, mm-hmm. he gets mentioned a bunch. Schler has said the exact same thing as yeah. Mario, as you've said. Like, this dude's just grown man. Mississippi mm-hmm. strength is different. So there have been some that have gotten their work, and Charbonnet's getting his work. But are you getting concerned about Devin right now?
3: From a expectation standpoint? Number five pick, th- highest ever. <laughs> we took you this high. We expect you to be on the football field in OTAs and training camp. And preseason, we want, we expect this from you from an expectation from a standpoint and from a uh, coaching and management standpoint, yes. Now, from a physical standpoint, he's battling a hammy. Yes. Th- th- all he do is run. All he does is run from sideline to sideline, going from nickel, quick twitch, 40, 50 yards down the field—that's a lot of—that's a lot of mileage
2: that you got to put on that hamstring. Mm-hmm. So what? Look they, at him looking, more. Look how nice he is. Yeah, he keeps looking at Mora to help yeah. answer her. KJ, you're so kind. He's
0: a teacher, huh?
2: So
3: kind. So what they have to do is. Take those expectations off of him. Hey, you're our guy, but we can't throw you in the fire week one. You signed a four-year contract. This is a long duration of you're going to be our but guy. But KJ,
2: they got Jalen Carter out there balling in Philly. You but can't. KJ, he's the number five pick. <laughs> but KJ, you mentioned the name Jody Allen. But KJ, $23 million guaranteed. But KJ, he's number five overall. Listen, I don't <laughs> need Devin in September. I need this young man in November
3: and December, yep. and so I know even as coaches they can get antsy. Like this is our guy, we gotta play him, we gotta show that he's the one. No, slow. What's what's the old what's the old bull, young bull? Y'all know what they're saying. Y'all know the old bull, young bull story. Yeah. Do
0: you know the story?
1: I do know the story. No, I
0: know the story. Don't. It's not like you and the Princess Bride. I know about the. (laughs) Yes, I know about the two bulls. To the fan base, to the fans, listen. One day I'm gonna explain
3: the old bull and young bull story. You have to take that old bull approach to Devin Witherspoon. He's hurt. He's battling slow and steady wins the race, the tortoise yeah. and
0: the hare. Mm. You know I know that one, one. too. <laughs> I know that one, too. So you got to take that approach. I don't believe that one, too, by the way. That hare's um, going to beat the tortoise. Yeah. That's not right, man. That hare's going <laughs> to win every time. Like that, I've never really liked Even that a hare with one leg hopping <laughs> hey, is going to beat <laughs> a seriously. turtle. Seriously, suck uh, it up. I've been to the tortoise races, turtle races at bars <laughs> and stuff at night. Those things do not move fast, trust me. Yeah. You know who is p- going to participate in September, I think, just based on where a lot of these injuries are is Jake Bobo. I'm watching these games, and I'm looking at the fact, Jackson Smith and Jigba's hurt. We'll see if he can go week one. When Pete said three to four weeks yesterday, he's not playing week one. one. Nope. That's my gut. You got D. Eskridge is hurt and isn't going to be here for the first six weeks of the season. Quite frankly, I'd be happy to never see him again. And you've got Dorek Young, is going to have have hip surgery in all likelihood. Oh, he's having surgery? Yeah, Yeah, he's got a core issue. He's got a little core hip thing, so that doesn't look good. Is Jake Bobo your third wide receiver when the season starts? (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, is there anybody else who's jumped out to you more so than him at the wide receiver spot? uh, Landers, a little bit. Speedy guy. He's a tall uh, rookie.
3: Yeah,
2: has some speed
3: to him. He's the one from Auburn Arkansas. or Arkansas. Arkansas.
2: Dude, that guy can run. He can run. Very inconsistent. But he's also hurt. Yeah. Jake Bobo was out with the ones. I was getting in a little argument with one of our media buddies. May or may not. I used to work in this building. Oh. And he was trying to tell me Bobo's not making the team. What? I'm, I'm like he'll be practice squad. They're gonna get Who I'm, said that? I'm not gonna mention the name, okay? Same initials as mine. I'm not gonna <laughs> mention his name. I was like, Bro, he who went out with the ones? Who did Pete highlight in the press conference yesterday? Say, you know what you need to do? Go back and watch Charbonnet's run and watch him block and knock two dudes
0: down. On if that they wanted him drive. on the practice squad, they wouldn't mention his name. Correct, right? They'd yeah. be as quiet about it as possible. I don't see who the third wide receiver is right now. If it's not him, and did you? Is it Cade Johnson or I mean, like some of these other guys?
3: And did you guys see the routes that Boa ran in Week One and Week Two? He's out there, big six-foot, four-frame, and he just comes smoother, you know, just slicker, slicker than ever. Runs a slant. Yep. No, I'm not. I'm running a slant and go wide open both times. The way he can maneuver his body, just how smooth he is, the way he can go up there and high-point the ball. He's a guy that I believe that Geno can trust.
2: Like, you got to be able to trust yep. your receiver. I've heard Joe Juravicious. Remember that? You yep. played against Joe. I've heard that. Now, he's not as big as Joe. Mm-hmm. Joe was like six six. Brock, you know who this guy is? He's Jeff Smorja. Yeah. From Notre Dame.
3: Wasn't yeah. he a tight end? No. no he, he, was receiver. Receiver? Okay. Yeah. he was a wide receiver. Okay. was a wide receiver. Big, like yeah. long haired.
0: Yeah. He was a pitcher, too. Yes. A pitch for the Cubs, yes. Yeah.
3: This is exactly who Bobo is. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy that just has a net for getting wide open. And when he does get his hands on the ball, when the offensive coordinator does draw up a play for him, hey, this is this is your route tree. This is what you do well. Mm-hmm. We're going to utilize your skill set and bring out the best okay. in you. KJ, right, it's We got, time. Five we, minutes, we got about man. five minutes here. It's KJ, time. you're
2: going to break news. You're going to tell the people something that has never been said before about this play.
0: Wow! Well, all right, here we go. This I don't want to talk Super Bowl. No Super Bowl, please. Oh, KJ says no. We I'm, have no choice. Let's go. <laughs> we have much questions Like, moths to a flame, everyone is with this play. So, uh, Richard Sherman and Pete Carroll talked yesterday on Sherm's podcast. KJ's got his head in his hands already. And yes, they did discuss the famous final play of the Super Bowl. Infamous.
1: Yeah, you guys are so mad at me and so pissed. <laughs> <It> hurt. <laughs> I, 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 I wish I could feel it the way I should feel it, but, you know, you what, keep that play just happened. Yeah. It wasn't, like, by design. It wasn't, there was no agenda. That play just happened. You guys couldn't hear it for years, but when we got down there, if you remember, we had one timeout. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as we got there, I said, one of these plays, we're going to have to throw it to get all four plays. Because I'm always in, make sure that we have a chance to get all four shots. Right. So we run the first play. And I think what happened is Bill's late. He sends in the goal line team. Mm-hmm. And we had already sent in 11. Right, That went through the, the play callers. Mm-hmm. And that's what led them to throw it on that down. Right. It had nothing to do with anything else. Right. We have practiced it a million times. It was just. The way we had prepared, so I was rock solid on on the philosophy of it. Mm-hmm. It right. just was the worst play that could ever happen, you know. <laughs> and the guy makes a a play of a a play of a career for everybody's career, really. Right. And it, and it turned all of that so dark, so instantly. And I, if you remember, my moment was I bend down, and think, oh sh, gotta take this. You know? <laughs> I thought this is the one of those moments that you prepare for you got to be the epitome of poise, handle it, and own it. There's nothing you can say that's going to put it any other place. It was just as catastrophic as any moment could be. But the thing was, had we won that game, we'd we won the won next one. We'd won again because <laughs> we went back to the playoffs anyway. What? Again, after with all the crumble, <laughs> It was a great team, man. Yeah. We were a great team.
2: KJ, you're going to have to stick around one more segment. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> we're going to bump your most intriguing to 930 because there's no way we're doing this in two minutes, Okay. So can you I'll pay you ten bucks to stick I, I got, around I got. for one more <laughs> second. <laughs>
3: you giving me two minutes right now? Two minutes. Okay, listen.
2: You can't stick around for till nine ten? Why, you go. why why is Sherm so easy
3: on him? Listen, I'm gonna say this. First and foremost, I love Coach Carroll. That's that's my guy. And any time that we bring up this subject, I I just go to a place that I don't like going.
0: Like, you see red. You get angry.
3: I, I bro, I, I don't get angry. I get my my heart just starts aching. My heart really starts aching whenever we do have to talk about this. And um, I talked about it with everyone. I talked about it with Luke, with Jermaine, with me. But I talked about it with everyone. And when it does get brought up again, it's like it just takes me to a space that I want to be in. So we can dive more into it in the next segment. But um, he said a lot right there. He said uh, a <laughs> he said you guys couldn't hear it for years. No, to this day I still. <laughs> but he was third, saying third... what you
0: can't hear was that it wasn't an agenda, right?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. I don't. Yeah, no, we, we can move. Past you don't that. believe that? I no, mean, no, we no, talked about that before. No, he wouldn't dare do such a thing. But I can't. I can't hear anything. But we lost.
0: And my dreams was crushed. That's all that I could see. And that's I get all that. I, I think that makes perfect sense. I don't that's, think anybody would disagree with that. I think what, what Pete, if I could interpret for Pete, I think what he's saying is we we got screwed up. It didn't work out. The other guy made an unbelievable play. And I think Pete is sort of saying it was the wrong play call, but that the philosophy, at least maybe that's what I want to hear because it's what I think, but that the philosophy he's saying was right. Yeah. You were going to have to throw it once in order to get all four plays, and yeah. there was no agenda. Yeah, no. Those not, two things shouldn't be even in question. How could those two things even be doubted?
3: No, 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 no agenda. But when you look at what they were in, I saw Darrell Revis, Malcolm Butler, Brandon Browner, and my in my history of of running goal line into the safety. There's not that many corners on the football field. Yeah, that's just that's just what I see in my history. We don't run corners when it comes to goal line. And um, just take it a step further with the philosophy of the play call. There's philosophy and there's what you should do. There's philosophy and there's what you should do, Mike. You give me that Geno smirk right now. <laughs> I disagree <laughs> with you. You know what I'm saying, man. I just, I, I could, I don't, I don't, I don't need philosophy at this point. In my right, life. Hold on, hold
0: on, hold that thought for a moment. We're gonna come back. And if we'll this ho- is
2: too hard, you can leave. <laughs> if, <laughs> <it's Okay? too laughs> hard. If, if you don't want to go there, I'm gonna give you every right to leave. We just need KJ. a
0: couple more minutes of your time uh-huh. to truly go through this. It's KJ Wright, Brock and Salt, All Sports on Seven Ten. <laughs> Get
1: in freaking freaking auto!
0: This, this is Brock and Sock. Brock Hewitt is my hero. KJ just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports. But we're going to do you for a minute. Doesn't really work that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name it just, on it. it kind of Brought to you by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard.
2: Now here are your hosts, Brock Eward and Mike Salk. <laughs> Hello! All
0: right, I'm sorry, we need a couple more minutes with uh, KJ. Brock's making him stay. I had nothing to do with this, but Brock's making him stay for a few more minutes. Hey, KJ, can I tell you something funny? I could tell, tell this is hard. So
2: we're we're gonna make it fun in the end. We'll turn it all around. Can I think you will like this? <laughs> Line the move, please. Line the move. <laughs> Line the move, bro. Salk just said it. Salk just said Sherman's a lot nicer to Pete than he was me. And I was like, when what what did he do to you? Oh, oh that that little open. So there's a Seahawks executive that said to Salk one time, why do you play that? Why do you guys keep playing that sound of Sherm? Why, why would you do that to
0: yourself?
3: Every time. <laughs> it's funny to me. Every, every time, time you hear that segment, Salk just has this look on his face of like, I can't believe this is happening. Right here. <laughs>
0: At the right moment now. when it was happening, you mean? Yes. Oh, no, yeah. you just had it. You just had it. Oh, just now? Five seconds ago, just like this. <laughs> <laughs> it, makes, it does kind of make me laugh, though, every time. And I was just thinking like, man, he was a lot tougher with me on the phone than he was with Pete Carroll in person. He didn't go after Pete. Well, they got, they got history. Clearly, but (laughs) he had no problems burying Pete in the press. And his saw got history, not not not
4: quite as much.
0: No, I'm not going to pretend that's the case. But he had no problems burying Pete on the way out the door. We're told there's going to be this big, you know, meeting of the minds on the moment that changed history, et cetera. Mm. And it seemed I don't know, kind of was he soft?
3: Yeah, it was. It was. um, It was a very peaceful conversation. It was very. It was a very peaceful conversation, and I believe that it was an opportunity for. Because both of those guys had those moments. Sherm with the look on his face that he had. Coach Kerr when he was bending over. Those are the two guys Mm -hmm. that NBC showed, like, was just completely devastated. Mm -hmm. And for those those two guys to have that moment, to talk it out, you say how you felt. I say how how I felt, but there's no back and forth. There's no, this should have happened. It was just, I'm going to get this off of my chest. You get it off of your chest. And we can keep moving two, forward.
2: Two little insights is I, that I take into this. And, again, if it's peeling back too many layers, we can just stop. There's two little insights, KJ. Play it for me, and I'm, I'm going to stop it at some point. But play – this was Sherm and Pete yesterday on Sherm's podcast, and I'll tell you this Yeah, you, you, you guys are
1: it. so mad at me and so pissed. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wish I could feel it the way I should feel it, but, you know. you got to keep going. That play just happened.
0: What does that mean? I wish I could feel it the way I should feel it. That's what I'm trying to think. Yeah.
3: That's, that's what I'm thinking. I wish I could feel it how – Because
0: he didn't want to go down that
2: road of conspiracy. He just flushed that because it's not even I don't know. Do you ever get in arguments with your wife and you're like, no, I'm not even thinking that at all. I'm trying to understand where you're coming from. And I screwed up. And I'm trying to relate to you, but actually that thought never even crossed my mind. It's,
3: it's not even possible for that thought to cross his mind. It's, it's not
0: even possible. But for a
2: lot of guys, it did. And then that narrative was blown mm-hmm. up and it was created in the social media realm. Thought all of it was anti Marshawn. it's progress. funny. I,
0: I read that a little bit differently. My, 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 I thought what I was hearing, maybe it's based on what he says next, is... Yeah, I couldn't allow, I don't allow myself to think that way cuz I don't think I screwed it up. Yeah. I, and, and I think we we had to throw the ball. So mm-hmm. I'm not I don't feel it the same way you
3: do. Right? And, and with that what you just said, Brock, that's guys own personal stuff that they have to heal and get over for themselves when it comes to him wanting to be the guy. No, not at all. Co- coach wanted to win. Correct. He, he wanted to win the ball game. And he put his coaching hat on in that moment. Yep. He put his coaching hat on. Like coaches, all have these these theories and these philosophies. When we get to this point of the football field, zero timeouts, one timeouts, three
2: timeouts. This is how we're going to operate. That's right. You have so, to. You have to process the game ahead mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. And
1: he did. I want four shots at it. You know. Yep. It wasn't yep. like by design. It wasn't. There was no agenda. That play just happened. You guys couldn't hear it for years, but. When we got down there, if I remember, we had one timeout. Mm-hmm. And so, as soon as we got there, I said one of these plays we're going to have to throw it to get all four plays because I'm always in. Make sure that we have a chance to get all four shots. Can we all agree on that part? Yes.
0: I mean, they ha- they, there's no way to run it four times with the clock, right? You've got to throw it once, correct? If you want to make sure you get all four plays. Yes.
2: Um, yeah. No. Timing wise, yes, with the timeout. I mean, there's, right? Yes. There's uh, no way to run it four times.
1: Right. So. We run the first play, and I think what happened is Bill's late. He sends in the goal line team, mm-hmm. and we had already sent in 11. Right, That went through the the play callers, and mm-hmm. that's what led them to throw it on that. Band.
2: Okay, so that's where this thing gets a little hairy because the Patriots did a whole hour special, KJ, and it was how brilliant Patricia and Belichick were. They put goal line out there. That's mm-hmm. been the whole narrative, and you're just saying, hold on a second. They got three DBs out there.
3: Yeah, what they did was they brought in an extra defensive lineman. Yes, that's what they did. They yes. brought in an extra defensive mm-hmm.
2: lineman. Correct. They but they took, still covered up with their three corners. And they
3: took a safety. Like they took a safety out of the game. Yep. Yeah. So what it looked like, you saw from the sideline. They is they, it a
0: forty-four? Is that what you would call that?
3: Uh, no. It's more of
2: a bare front.
0: It's just yeah. a big goal line front. Okay. It yeah. is and, a goal and, line front. And what
3: they did was, I, I remember watching it vividly. I remember looking at with my own eyes. They. They ran this group of men on, and you see these big guys. I saw a big guy running. Yep. They was doing some signal. And so it looked like, sure. oh, they're bringing the big boys out.
2: Because that's, upstairs in the mm. booth now, Tater, yep. somebody looks at the
0: personnel coming on, and he's got to call that because that then dictates what right. you're going to do offensively. Yes.
3: and so that's what it looked like. Yep. But
0: they don't have an extra – I mean, you 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 have three wide receivers on the field. Yep. They don't have an extra corner, right? No, they have three corners. Three corners
2: oh, so to they do. Deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they had Revis, Browner, and Malcolm Brown. Okay, yeah, I guess you're yes, right. Okay. they, three, so they corners. three corners. They just brought in big bodies to yeah. play a goal line front mm-hmm. and a safety, and they got the matchup they wanted and made an unbelievable play. Yep. So Pete right there is trying to say, yeah, we kind of got them, and Bill's kind of saying, no, we kind of got you, and that's <laughs> the fun little back and forth. And ultimately, Malcolm Brown got all of us. Yep. And on a play call that we have, had, we're done hashing that out. There's way too much risk. Mm-hmm. Way, way too much risk. Yeah.
3: And um. You, and I and I know that coach. Here's the agenda. I know he hears everything. I know he hears that agenda stuff. Yep. We wanted this. We wanted that. He, this man wanted back to back Super Bowls. Yes, he did. He wanted back to back Super Bowls. Period. There's no who cares who. He doesn't get anything out of someone else being an MVP. Nope. Marshawn, Russ. He doesn't get a bigger bonus <laughs> than, nope. than, than you know anything. So long, it was just just okay. It's down, it's too low. I
2: don't like seeing KJ like this. So, I'm gonna spin it forward for the last minute. KJ, and I'm gonna leave it. I got the look on my face, yeah. I'm gonna just say this, dude.
0: I'm gonna cry, yeah. Time, time. Time. I'm gonna cry just watching KJ. He's so, I, 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 do you know the band
2: Poison? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Every Rose has
2: a thorn. You ever heard that song? No, no. Yeah, it's it's, nah, it's, it's nah. a great one. Yeah. It's the right at the end heals, of Princess Pride. The you can wound watch it heals, down. the scar remains. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, in 10 years, and what this showed me is that if Sherman Pete get back together and they can do that in 10 years, man, when you all are celebrated, it will still hurt. The scar will still be there, but the amount of love is going to be unreal.
3: Now, here's the thing here's the thing that will help KJ Wright heal is to get another Super Bowl. I, I, I'm going to make it, before it's all said and done with KJ Wright. I would be a Super Bowl champion. I'm here right now saying this on Seattle
2: Sports Radio. You coming my... back and playing, bro? No. You look good. I can't play. Your traps look good. I can't play. How about late season signee? I would never. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. So you're talking as a media member, nope. a coach, Coach, no, I, some way, executive. some I, we're,
3: we're not going that far. Okay, all right. We're all right, not right, going right, that far. But right. that, that will help me
2: heal. Mm, okay. If I could hoist, a, if I can get
0: another Super Bowl
3: ring on this uh-huh. finger, that will help KJ right heal. Okay. That's the only thing that can do it. Yeah. I to make it happen. All
0: yeah. right. Well, there you go. You've heard it here today. A stated fact. K.J. Wright will win another Super Bowl in some capacity in order to make the wounds heal. And we I'll state it. one more fact. That's the last time.
2: I said yeah, that to seriously. a certain someone a couple of weeks ago. That's the last time I'm ever going to bring this up. So that's the last time that yeah. we
0: get to bring this I'm up. I'm never bringing this up again. Never. And I wouldn't have brought it up today if it weren't for Sherman Are P. you crying, Saul? No, but Saul, I f- tears in your I eyes. I don't have, well, maybe a few. You but I, <laughs> I've, I've become very weepy in my Gosh. old age. I'm very weepy in my old age. And I
2: just if you're watching seeing the, the stream, raw emotion
0: still. What is it? Uh, nine nine years, years, years later? Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's it, amazing it me how time. powerful that moment truly was. I, I remember where I was. I know you know where you were. Certainly, KJ, I know yep. where you were. So I'm sure everyone else Not does Not again, KJ. Well. We're, we're done. We're we're done we to KJ go. Uh, we'll do our most intriguing Seahawk coming up at 930. We've got to talk some baseball as well, too. We've got to talk about the Mariners and their win streak. Stick around. We'll give you everything you need to know next.